Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to mini episode 301 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have two spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from July the 13th 2023 and story number one comes from Brittany. I would like to share the experience I have with the house that shouldn't be haunted. I lived in this house from the ages of 15 to 21. It was built in the 70s and an add-on built in 2001. We moved in in 2006 My bedroom, the garage, half the kitchen and my brother's bedroom were all in the new add-on on the end of the house. For a house that shouldn't be haunted, a lot of things happened. So I'll start with the little things. I was always afraid to leave my bedroom at night because I always felt like there would be a woman standing on the stairs that were between my bedroom and the bathroom. I never saw her, but I always felt like I would see a pioneer type woman We do live along the Oregon, California and Mormon trails. Years later, my mom said that she would always be afraid to look down the hall towards my bedroom because she also thought she would see a woman even though she never actually saw one. The second thing that would happen in this house is when you were in the older part of the house, you could hear people talking upstairs in one of the rooms. Multiple people, like it was a party. My younger brother always wore headphones to bed and when asked why... He would always say that that was the way that he could block out the people talking. Later, I would stay in his room and I can agree to all of the voices. Shortly after living there, we discovered that one of my friends lived there before us and I asked him if anything happened to him. And he talked about the lady, but never seeing her. He also talked about the talking in his bedroom and lo and behold, he shared the same bedroom as my younger brother. When we moved in, we changed the first floor carpet to hardwood floors. This bit is important because when we would sit downstairs, we could hear footsteps coming down the hallway, down the stairs and out onto the landing at the bottom of the stairs. But when we changed it to hardwood floors, you could still hear carpeted footsteps down the hall, carpeted footsteps down the stairs and hardwood footsteps on the landing. But it used to be carpet, so that means whatever it is, is taking real steps. The scariest thing that happened was when I was in college. I was home alone with the exception of my dog and my cat. My two younger brothers were at their dad's house and my stepbrother was at his mom's house. And my parents were out for the evening, in a bar, I think. I was on the computer at the opposite end of the house to the garage. While I was sitting there, I heard the garage door shut... I heard the mudroom door open and shut and then I heard the door from the mudroom to the kitchen door open and shut and then I heard walking in the kitchen. 
so I assumed it was my parents. I called out to them and asked how their evening was and I got no response. I got up and checked and no one was in the kitchen or the mudroom and no one was in the garage, not even the car. About 30 minutes later I was still working on the computer and I heard it again. The garage door open and close, the mudroom door open and close, the door to the kitchen open and close and then what sounded like somebody walking in the kitchen. So I called out and I said, Mom, I thought you came home earlier but I was mistaken. And I was walking towards the kitchen when I was saying this and guess what? There was nobody in the kitchen, the mudroom or the garage. So I started to freak out. I turned on music and I don't know, maybe about an hour or so later, I hear it again. This time I did not call out. I just went to the kitchen. There was nobody there so I called my mom on the phone and you could hear in the background that she was still out. I asked her if they stopped at home for anything. They hadn't. I told her I was leaving the house because of what happened and that I wasn't coming home until they got home. A couple of other things that have happened. On separate occasions, you could see half of my stairs from the living room and I saw feet with white tube socks on them come down the stairs. I assumed it was my stepbrother, but nobody finished coming down the stairs, but nobody turned around to go back upstairs. I went to go ask my brother if he had come down only to realise that he was not at home. My mom experienced the same thing. There have been a couple of times where our doorbell would go off and nobody would be there. One that makes my brother crack up is one time I heard a disembodied voice say cumin very loud in the kitchen. And finally, I'm not entirely sure if this is paranormal, but almost every night at around three o'clock in the morning, the garage door would open and shut. But I had a teenage brother at the time, so he totally could have been sneaking out in the dumbest way. This is a huge side note. Last week I was discussing this house haunting with my younger brother and I happened to ask what scared him at our dad's house. Same town as our mom, but out in the country. I told him what had frightened me. We had 50 acres of property. Our house sat pretty close to the main road, but everything else was set behind the house. We had a dog kennel, a horse corral and a garden. And every so often, due to life, our chores would land after it got dark. And I was always afraid that I was being watched and of this coyote man thing that until recently I thought I had made up. In my head, this coyote man was like the werewolf from Harry Potter, but in coyote form, and more able to change whenever it felt like. As I was describing this to my brother, I realised that this description sounds eerily like a skinwalker. As I was telling my brother all of these things that I was afraid of growing up, he told me that he was afraid of all the same things. We had no curtains in our house and all of our windows were face height and we would put things in front of our windows so no one could see in. We were curious to see if my youngest brother felt anything. I called him later and did not tell him anything at all, I just asked him the same question. He proceeded to tell me verbatim what my brother and I had just discussed on the phone the previous evening. The thing to note is that I am 11 years older than my youngest brother and when I was doing these chores he was under the age of 5 so it's not like we would have discussed this fear. The only other person who's lived at that house that I felt comfortable asking was my mom. She told me that she felt like she was always being watched and that she would make sure anything that needed to be done with a view of our backyard was done in the daylight so she didn't have to look out the windows at night. The only people who lived in this house were us. We built the house and my dad and my stepmom and my younger sisters still live there.
more and more I think with haunted houses we have this idea that only old houses can be haunted and if it's a new build it can't be haunted but realistically you never know what went on on that land before the house was built or you never know what went down in that local area what energies are still knocking around and clearly you know you found out that your friend previously lived in that house and they had the same experiences like feeling like there's a woman on the stairs but never being able to see her but feeling like she was there that's three separate people who separately felt like there was a woman standing on the stairs even though nobody had ever seen her and I wonder if you know you three people Brittany your mom and your friend whether you are just more in tune with these feelings or whether you are just more open to admitting that that was what you felt like that you felt like it was a woman that other people maybe couldn't describe it so didn't want to describe it or didn't feel it I just that's my long way of saying I wonder if other people in the house had a similar experience with feeling like there was a woman on the stairs and not being able to see her and we often get stories like that where people just know that an energy is male or female or they just know that an energy is like a young child or an older person like it's just an intrinsic thing that you understand about that energy we also have had so many stories where people have heard what sounds like a group of people in a room like a party of people it really does sound like it feels like this house was just echoing back you know moments through time you know, hearing those repetitive sounds of like the doors opening and somebody walking around the kitchen. It all seems very repetitive, very much echoing through time, replaying moments in time. But I do agree that it is strange that when you had the carpets removed, that the sounds of the footsteps changed. We've often heard stories where people have said, oh, there was footsteps in the house, but it was really weird. It sounded like footsteps on wooden floors and we have carpet in the house, which to me signifies that something is an echo through time like a a time memory a residual haunting whereas this does sound like it's purposeful like it's in the moment like there is something actually walking on those floors in that moment in time and hearing a disembodied voice saying cumin I mean what's going on there that your brother's right that is absolutely hilarious and ridiculous what a strange house though and equally as strange is your dad's house because that sounds absolutely terrifying coyote man skinwalker no get it get a hold yourself not not here not now not not doing this when you were describing this to your brother I was also thinking you're describing a skinwalker and I'm really glad for you for your sake that you're able to have these conversations with your family and go hey how does this house make you feel and people are open and honest enough to be able to say oh that you know it freaked me out or I felt this way about looking out the windows at night time. You know, I wanted to cover the windows. To be honest, I don't blame you because that whole thing sounds like a big bag of nope. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And story number two comes from Chris. Growing up in Ilkley, West Yorkshire was an amazing place for children. Lots of grass space to play football, a river to swim in, streams to paddle in, woods to build dens and explore nature and the amazing moors for all sorts of adventures. We would be out taking advantage of this fantastic environment from dawn until dusk. Me and my two younger brothers lived in a typical three-bedroomed house, two double bedrooms and me, the eldest son, given the smaller box room, with my two brothers sharing a room. When I was 15, my two brothers were two and four years younger than me. My mum was kept incredibly busy feeding us, washing our constantly dirty sports kit and playing out clothes. The race for the single bathroom was just madness. One sink, one loo and one bath with limited hot water meant there was always a race to get the first clean water and then having to suffer the shared dirty bath water or to make do with a flannel wash. Eventually my dad decided that we needed a shower and not just a shower over the bath. We needed a separate shower cubicle and to have this he needed to increase the size of the whole bathroom which meant tearing down a whole wall and incorporating what was a small corridor leading to my bedroom into the new bathroom. The compromise was that I would have to go through my brother's bedroom through a sliding door to get to my bedroom. Not really a problem for boys aged 15, 13 and 11. The work for the new bathroom got underway and we were all very excited about the chance to have a bathroom fit for a growing family. During the build, me and my brothers were sleeping in a building site. Bedrooms with just stud walls and having to use bathroom facilities of our friendly neighbours. It wasn't ideal, but it was kind of exciting for us. Which really was an excuse my mum used when I told her I wasn't sleeping very well. It won't be for long, she told me. Only another few days. It wasn't sleeping in a building project that was causing me not to sleep well. It was the temperature of the room that kept waking me up. Even though it was the summer, I would wake up freezing. On one morning, I woke up in the early morning light to see my breath condensing as if I was out on a winter walk. I was warm under the covers, but my nose would be freezing. My mum said that the walls being down was causing drafts and making the temperature go up and down. I wasn't convinced. Eventually, a week or so later, the project was finished. Walls up and painted, new doors up, bathroom suite fitted and fantastic hot water on tap in a new bigger bath and a wonderful shower. The day after it was complete, I woke up feeling really ill. A headache, a sore throat, a temperature. I had never really suffered from coughs and colds and loved school, hated to miss out on seeing my friends, but my mum insisted on me staying in bed. I lay in bed all day, listless, bored, but still feeling pretty grotty. In the early evening, I was laying on my side reading, facing the new sliding door that I now used to get into my bedroom, when I saw my breath again. Just as I was noticing the misty breath, I saw, really clearly, the figure of a man walk through the new wall where my old door used to be. It was an old, balding guy, fairly portly, dressed in what looked like a worn but well-fitting tweed jacket. There was a hint of the smell of pipe smoke as he stepped into the room. 
I froze, with every pore turning to goosebumps and every hair standing on end. There was an energy in the room that I have never felt before and never have since, but it wasn't in the least malevolent or threatening. He turned to me and said, It's okay, son. Everything will settle down soon and you will be okay. With that, his image faded, along with the smell of fusty pipe. The temperature in the room stayed cold for a few minutes but gradually warmed. I never told my family about it. My brothers would have taken the piss and my mum and dad wouldn't have entertained the idea of anything strange or weird happening. It never happened to me again. And when, at the age of 18, I went to university, it gave my brothers the chance at last to get their own bedroom space. I never spoke of it to anyone, except one evening with friends who I was introducing to my wife-to-be when we moved down to Birmingham. Years later, I was on my honeymoon, feeling the euphoria and joy of a brilliant wedding day and looking forward to life as a married man. One day, we were leaving the beach, walking back to our apartment, when we recognised two couples that we knew from Ilkley, friends of my youngest brother. We explained that we were on honeymoon, but would love to meet later at a bar and to eat with them in our favourite restaurant. The evening was really good fun and lots of laughs, sharing stories of growing up in Ilkley, and we got talking about how we all know each other and made the connection with my youngest brother, when a strange glance between the couples made everyone pause. I asked them what was wrong, and there was a strange silence before the man in one couple encouraged the other couple to tell us what had happened with my brother. They seemed reluctant to say anything, but eventually told us that they had moved into a new house a year or so ago. They organised a housewarming party and had invited my youngest brother and his partner. The party was in full swing when the doorbell had rung and the guy whose party it was answered the door to see my youngest brother and his partner on the doorstep, bottles of wine in hand and a housewarming present to celebrate the couple's first house together. As the guy stepped back to let them in, The guy said he saw my brother's face suddenly go really white and he stepped back from the threshold. What's wrong? the host asked. I can't go in there, my brother said. What do you mean? inquired the host. There is something bad in there and I can't go in, he said and turned and walked down the path. Apologising profusely, his girlfriend followed him. The host couple were completely baffled and thought that my brother was probably drunk. The following week, the host and a couple of mates were at a rugby club after a game and spoke to my brother about the weirdness last week at the housewarming. My brother explained that he had always been sensitive to stuff, apologised but said he was sorry, but he couldn't visit their house. He was sure they would be happy there, but the hallway made him feel really uncomfortable. The guys asked him if he had had any other experiences. It was then when he told them that yes, he had. A few days after I had left home for university, he had won the toss and been able to move into his big brother's old bedroom. Happy days, he thought. Until one evening as he was just getting into bed, the room suddenly got really cold. He got further under the duvet, but still felt cold, and then nearly shit himself as the figure of an old man walked through the wall, turned to him and said... It's okay, son. Everything will settle down soon and you will be okay. 
We were sat in this lovely restaurant, spending a great evening with these really nice people, hearing a story about a shared experience that had never been shared before. My brother had never spoken to me about it, nor me my experience to him. He had always hated the house, especially upstairs, and we used to take the piss out of him because of the way he would only reluctantly go upstairs and used to take six steps at a time rushing to get downstairs. Hearing this from these people was simply amazing. I was torn whether to tell them that I had had the same experience in the same room, and in the end I decided not to say a thing. My wife had kept quiet during the story, but when we said goodbye to the friends and were alone, she turned to me and said, Can you fucking believe that? What the fuck was all that about? You must have spoken to your brother about what happened. I was adamant and really clear that I had not shared it with anyone, but her and the totally unconnected friends in Birmingham. There was no way either of us knew about the other's experience. Of course, back from honeymoon, I made contact with my brother and arranged to grab a beer with him the next time I was back in Ilkley. We met and I told him the story. He confirmed everything that I had heard and the killer punch came when he said, I always felt or knew that you had felt the same as I had about the house and had probably had similar experiences but never said anything because that's just not something we would talk about for fear of the piss take and the shit you'd give me. The housewarming party was real and I was proved right when John and Mary moved out within a year because they never felt happy there, they never felt comfortable there and they weren't happy about starting a family there. There was definitely something strange and wrong there and all the money in the world would not have persuaded me to go in there. I cannot even begin to imagine what you and your wife were sitting, feeling and thinking during that honeymoon dinner, hearing Your story, essentially, but as not experienced by you, as experienced by your brother, being told back to you. Oh, I bloody love stories like this. They bring me so much joy because you're listening to it and you're like, this is just a normal story of a strange thing that happened. She says a normal story. You guys know what I mean. It's a story of a strange thing that happened. And then years later, that story comes back around and somebody else experienced the exact same thing. Who was that man? It sounds like he was in a loop um, because you can understand him coming to say to you, you know, hey, everything's okay. Things will settle down. You'll be okay, right? Because you were sick. So you might argue that that was reactive, that that presence was reacting to you being sick. But your brother moving into your room after you've gone to uni, he must have been delighted being like, woo, I've got my own room. Brilliant. And there doesn't seem to be, judging by the story, there doesn't seem to have been anything particularly unpleasant going on so this entity is obviously just reliving those that moment of offering care to somebody over and over again and walking through the place in the wall where the door used to be kind of suggests to me as well that it's like a a a memory a stone tape theory and your house is sort of throwing out this echo this figure that has done this years ago before they died or it was an important moment for them and then they're replaying it over and over again. How amazing for you and your brother again to have that validation to be able to say I experienced this thing and shit you experienced the same thing and we both know that we experienced it and I'm not mad this thing happened I never told anybody for fear of ridicule and I'm not being ridiculed thank goodness. 
Thank you so much to Brittany and Chris for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from July the 13th, 2023. And if you would like to submit your story, you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. <laughs>